heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. You know, I just happened to catch the end of that game with the Los Angeles Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, you know, I was out with my wife and son and they happened to catch it on a screen that was playing close by, which is the only reason I would have seen it because I really don't follow and spend a lot of time in sports anymore. You know, in the third quarter of that game, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers were down like it was 27 to three exactly. Uh, That was the third quarter deficit going toward the end of the game uh, in this uh, divisional playoff, uh, keep in mind. So it's, you know, do or die. You either move forward and go on or you, you lose the game and go home, which is always the way it is in sports or winners and losers always. But, you know, my son made a comment that, oh, well, they're done. They're not going to win at all. He was pleased about it, whatever, that the Los Angeles Rams were going to win. And I said, no, 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 you can't count that out. There's still a lot of bowl game left. He said, yeah, but they're down, Dad, 27 to 3. And, you know, my wife's just nodding her head thinking, well, he's he is right. And I th- said, no, 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 you have to understand sports. No, I mean, the energy in a sports game is always at the end of that game. It's always at the end of the fourth quarter or the ninth inning. That's when, you know, the gloves come off. That's where the real energy and the power of the human spirit is. It's always been there. And that's always fascinated me how, and I've always thought, wow, if we could take that energy or that power that people possess in the last few minutes of any game, and bottle that, by golly, we could do all kinds of things in the world. You know, sports is a very interesting metaphor for life in a lot of ways. So, you know, it, to, to begin with, you know, sometimes you, you see a score like that and you just know that oh, that team's not coming back. But when you have a star player in there, such as a Tom Brady, and there's plenty of others. I mean, we've had plenty of others over the over the years. Uh, you know, you think about the Joe Montana days, the same thing. I mean, the, you'd see these guys come back or and it, whatever, not just football. I mean, you see it in baseball, you see it in basketball, you see it in all kinds of sports. Uh, and what they accomplish in short order in the ninth inning or the fourth quarter is mind blowing, just mind blowing. So I said to my son, I said, no, 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 you cannot count them out. And he kind of chuckled. I said, no, I'm telling you right now, you're going to see the energy. And I had no way to know that this would happen. So it is a bit funny, humorous, because I've had a lifetime of experience looking at these kinds of things. And he didn't believe me when I said it. But I said, no, no, I'm telling you, because it was getting late in the game now. And you're pretty well behind. You're pretty well defeated, right? 27 to three. That's a that's that's a tall order. I said, no, you can't count them out because there's a lot that's going to happen in this last quarter. A lot of energy is going to be put into the game. And in the case of a Brady, he just, he knows the odds, he, the energy he's going to pull up. And what happens is that energy rubs off on the team. It rubs off on those around him, you see. And then that becomes an empowerment. 
And what happens is that energy translates throughout the team. It, it just transfers from one player to the next. And it becomes very excited, very electrifying. And, you know, they can do just about anything when that happens. I mean, just about anything can be accomplished when that energy is discovered. Now, what if, and I always ask this question, what if they could take that energy and really start the game off that way? So that in other words, they had it from the moment. And I always thought that, you know, why can't they always have that full throttle energy in themselves to accomplish the kinds of things they need to accomplish? And I've, I've always wondered that, but there's a reason. It's our inner spirit and it's that moment of defeat or victory. What's well, the same thing with the Olympics? I mean, why do some people win the gold medal and some don't medal at all? And, and by the way, the difference between a gold medal and a silver medal, we're talking, you know, hundreds of a second in many cases. I mean, you're talking, you know, like, bing, that's it, done. I mean, that would make you a gold or bronze or no medal. Isn't that remarkable? I mean, the difference between winning and losing in those particular cases. But you also have to realize an Olympic athlete, like how do they pull out the best of the best at that very moment? How are they able to accomplish uh, you know, things, feats that we would only dream of? And that really is uh, the topic today uh, I'd like to talk to you about. You know, there's a lot going on in the world, my fellow Americans. Surely there is. Yeah, we have inflation. We have gas prices. We have food and supply chain shortages. And we have Russia invading Ukraine and China doing their thing. And, and we have all the various necessities of problems that will brew. And, you know, one thing I've discovered in my life, when it comes to the political class and, and power and good and evil, it will always be there. I mean, you come back six months from now, a year from now, or five years from now, there'll be a whole nother set of problems, right? A whole nother set of problems, whatever they may be. Think about that. And if we let these problems around us in life and whatever political spectrum, life spectrum, COVID, all this stuff, mandates, vaccines, should I, shouldn't I? If we let it weigh on our minds and our thoughts and our souls, well, we will never accomplish anything. We will never get anywhere. We'll never be in the ninth inning at that moment or the fourth quarter in our lives. We will never be at the Olympic moment. We will never accomplish the things we really truly are meant to accomplish. It's important we look at it that way. We're becoming victims of not just the political class, but of society is what's happening, my fellow Americans. And it's a sad state. And I see it happening. So this game got me thinking, and especially today, and as I was, you know, getting into the topic, and there were a lot of pressing things I really needed to talk to you today about, really, really, that I wanted to get to the microphone with and share with you. But I thought, you know, you know, I, I think listeners and myself included, we need a little bit of a different talk today. We need a little bit of a pep talk to start us out in, in the week, and. Uh, and something we can look back at, hopefully, today's program. And I hope you'll listen to the full program because I've got a lot to share with you. I hope you listen to the full program. Take it into your, into your soul a bit and, and think about this. Make some notes. I'm going to give you some resources and some ideas and thoughts. But this, we all can relate to what I'm going to talk about and share today. 
Well, that's this is all because of that actual game that I seen. It just reminded me, and I, I, you know, I love talking about these things in a public forum. I absolutely, this is my joy, actually, what I'm going to talk to you about today. It is absolutely my joy, which is the brink of greatness. You hear me over, you know, if you if I've ever sent you an email or you look at some of my history on the platform there, and I'll again give you some resources in a little bit, you'll see I always talk about brink thinking, or I talk about a, a brink thinker, a brink of greatness. Uh, or, you know, even the message I have at the bottom of my emails, uh, really, which is, you know, okay, Malcolm Out Loud, radio host, brink thinker, and optimist for an enlightened world. That's, that's my message. That's my sign off at the bottom of every email, you see. So I'll talk to you a little bit about today about brink thinking, brink of greatness, and how we can impact your life and make a difference, okay? And how... We can reset the tone in our lives and become winners in whatever we're doing, but really to get the best out of life, you know? So the metaphor of sports, first of all, started there with, with Brady. Now, to, to capsule that off, so I, I, so I made the statement to my son and my wife, and, and they both looked at me and said, oh, okay, Dad, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And, you know, coming into the fourth quarter of a divisional playoff game and, you know, uh, that team is down 27 to three and son's rooting for the Los Angeles Rams. OK, great. And so they're going to win. They're going to win. I say, hey, you really can't say that, buddy. Can't say that. So what do you mean? Come on, look. Yeah, never can't count the chickens for the hatch, can you? Right. I said, no. So I explained about the energy and the now I, I'm talking to him. And I don't think he really is buying into what I'm telling him because you know, he hasn't seen a lot of this in life. He's 18. But he still hasn't seen a lot of it. You know, it's all it's experience in life. And he's not really believing me. And I thought, you know, just we'll see. But let's just watch here as we're having dinner at the restaurant, you know, and I see the screen and from a little distance and we're watching it. And it's fascinating just metaphorically to see what's going to happen. And I'm thinking, OK. And sure enough, Brady, you know, again, you got a star player. There could be a lot of players, but this case happened to be Brady. I mean, this talk today is not about Brady, but. It's about the power within us, you know, and again, touchdown, another touchdown. And you can see it happening. And I look at both of them and I say, what did I tell you? What did I tell you? And I've seen this so much in my life. I've seen it in baseball. I was a big baseball fan uh, player, actually, growing up. I wanted to play professional baseball, actually. Um, of course, you know, uh, women, uh, what do they say? Women in wine or something change all the rules or whatever. Yeah, right. Uh, but my, my life got changed. I would have been a professional baseball player, man. You know, that would have been a dream of a lifetime. I, I really enjoyed baseball and uh, really wanted to pursue that as a young man. I played sandlot ball a lot, played it through school. But, uh, you know, it was a desire of mine. But I I, uh, I, I cut myself short, which, uh, you know, maybe today will help me realize that we shouldn't. I learned back then, uh, even today, I look back and, you know, yeah, I would change a few things if I could. But, hey, friends, we can't live in the past. You know, we have to live uh, in the present. Not We don't live in the past. We shouldn't live in the future either. We should live in the present. That's another big life lesson that I've learned some time ago. I hope you've learned it. And if you haven't, I'll try to give you some tips today on why that's important to appreciate every moment in life and how to make the most of every moment. Actually, I've got some very unique stories about that as well um, that are that are real, real. So that game progresses and 
And then Bing. And then all of a sudden, what, seconds left? I think it was like 40, I'm guessing off the top of my mind. It's like 40-something seconds left, but don't quote me on this now. But something like that. And they scored the to tie the game, you know? And at that point, it was 27-27. Get the field goal, and now we're, we're even. And seconds left on the clock, of course. And now it's the Rams get the ball. Now, at that point, your, your defense is usually revved up as well. And they've got to do their job. Now, this particular star player, in this case, happened to be Tom Brady, bought the Buccaneers back from defeat to victory. That's an Olympic moment. That's a fourth quarter. That's a ninth inning. That's a that's a mojo moment is what that is. That's a brink of greatness moment, my friends. That's it right there. And, you know, to do that in short order consecutively, bing and a bing and a bing and a bing, because defeat was right in front of him and he knew it. And that electrified the team. And he was able to do some amazing things. And again, they could have very well won being his team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this particular case. All right. So at that point, that is heroic. That is the sign of a leader, of a winner, um, which you could be as well, and you may very well be, or you should be. We all have the potential for that is what I'm, we all have the potential to be the Tom Brady's of our life. And I, I hesitate to say that because some people don't like Tom Brady, and that's okay. This talk is not about Tom Brady today, okay? But it, it's about being whoever you want to be. Pick your greatest player or greatest person or somebody you look up to. It doesn't even have to be sports. Could be anything, okay? Somebody in the business community, Wall Street. But pick that and then think about, you know, that. think about being in that position and, you know, with, with, a, with a Tom Brady in this particular case, what he was able to accomplish in short order. Now, they went on to lose the game uh, 30 to 27, uh, because with seconds left, the Los Angeles Rams in this particular case got a field goal, and that's that, and it's over. Okay, game is done. So, but that could have went a lot of different ways, but it just showed you the measure of victory and defeat and the measure of a winner, because he was a winner and that team was a winner, the Buccaneers, by doing what they did. But what if, my fellow Americans, they could have started the game with the same intensity and the same desire and that same motivation that they had in that last seconds, that last when, you know, it's got those couple of touchdowns back to back with just minutes left in the game. What if they started the game that way? And that in there lies the challenge of the human spirit right there. Okay, that's it. Now, if we could bottle that or capture that somehow. And this would be an interesting conversation one day to have with Tom Brady, actually. If someone of that caliber could be many other people as well. But I love the sports metaphor and, you know, being able to talk to them. It'd be great to have them on the program, one of these cats, and talk to them about that fourth quarter mojo is what I'm talking about here, which is the brink of greatness. It's the exceptional nature of who we are, what we are. So when that happened, my son looked at me and he just kind of, you know, smiled. And he, said, I, he couldn't believe it was happening. Like, what a comeback that was. Probably like an incredible comeback that he ever seen in his life because he was really paying attention because they had, a, uh, you know, an audience that was attentive, being us, my wife, myself, and my son. But that was because we were having dinner at the restaurant, you see. I don't 
follow a lot of sports anymore. I've lost the sidebar here, if you will, for me. I, I, I don't follow a lot of it anymore. I've lost respect for sports, sadly, uh, because of the political aspect of it and how they've destroyed the game. Uh, whether And I love, love, love baseball. Love it. It's my favorite. Uh, love football, too. Love hockey. I loved all of it. But uh, I have a lot less respect. I don't spend a lot of hours or time anymore. And I catch it on the like, I, I, but I don't resent it either. Like, you know how some people carry this torch around it, like I hate everything or because they were kneeling or they were doing this or Kaepernick or whatever. You know, there's no sense to carry that anger and hate around with us either. Like, I'm well over that. Like, okay, whatever it is, it is. But I still don't find it a necess- necessity in my life to embrace that. I don't like the way they've destroyed the game, I guess is what I'm saying. And it's become very money economics driven and political driven. These big sports uh, organizations and the franchises within them. So I've lost a little bit of respect, a little bit of jump in my step over the years with sports, frankly. So I don't follow it unless I see something like this, that it's in the air. Now I've learned to just get over it. You know, we mature as, as adults, don't we? I mean, when it first happened, I was definitely that person. Like, I don't ever want to see them guys. I don't want to see them kneel. I don't want to see a game. These guys are turds. Yeah, I did all that. You know, come on. I mean, what patriot wouldn't do that, right? We called them out for who they were. So I don't spend a lot of time there, but I'm strictly using that as a metaphor. Now, I want to talk to you about this fourth quarter mojo or the ninth inning mojo, whatever that is in your life, and the brink of greatness today. On the voice of a nation. Wow. Haven't done this in a long time, but it feels good actually, because I love talking about this stuff. But I, so I want you to understand, first of all, this metaphor of life, just like an Olympic winner, uh, a champion, uh, difference between the gold medal and no medal, or just gold and silver is a hundred thousandths of seconds, my friend. So that is the sign of greatness. How do you accomplish and achieve and be an Olympic gold medalist? How do you achieve become a Super Bowl winner or, you know, the win it all in baseball, you know, whatever it might be. That is really what life is about for all of us, whatever it is in your industry, in your life, in your business, doing what you enjoy, doing what you love to do. That's really where the measure of life is. Too many people go through their life without really tapping in to their energy, their, their inner soul. And they go through life just working at a job rather than really serving the purpose of what their life is, uh, which some people would call that a career. But, you know, it, it really is embracing things that we want to do in our lives. When we do what we want to do, we achieve more. We, we rise to a higher standard. We're willing to do about, we, when you enjoy the moment, when you enjoy what you're doing, it's not work. It's not work. So number one, like for me, well, I guess I'm a perfect example, actually, now that I think about it with what I'm saying, like with America Out Loud, like, I, okay, so I work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But the only time I have is to step out if I'm lucky for an hour. Uh, but my life is really full, okay? Because of all of the, workings of of this amazing uh, platform that has grown like a rocket ship, okay? So I have to measure that time carefully and and, and be specific with what I'm doing at all hours of the day. 
but I'm always looking for the point of greatness and there's a way we get there. And I want to share some of that with you today, how we accomplish this and, and how we do it. And part of it is the details of life, why, why those details are so important. There are seven golden rules, my friends, to arrive at the brink of greatness is what I call it. And, I, and I've got, you know, in fact, you can follow me along with some of this if you like. Uh, actually, and I'll share with you, I haven't done this yet, but I'm going to share it with you right now. Right at americaroutloud.com, there's sort of a little hidden gem there I've not told anybody about. But if you go to shows and you go to Brink of Greatness, right at the top there of the shows that come down in a list there, right on the nav bar, okay? Brink of Greatness. Now, this is a show I did uh, for a couple of years there where I was doing um, showcasing people that were at their point of the brink of greatness. In fact, there's a lot of great podcasts in this particular area, which you can look at on the brink of greatness page. Okay. These are also, I haven't done any of these in a while because I don't have time anymore, sadly. And I love doing these, believe me, but right now I'm trying to save the world and, and grow this magnificent network with you all. So I don't have the time to do these, but I really would love to get back at some point in my life and do these amazing. And the stories in here are incredible absolutely incredible. These are people that were at their point of life and really achieved the ultimate dream and made the right decision. Uh, they got to the brink of greatness and they made it. And these are phenomenal stories, really cool people in here. So I encourage you to listen to any of those you like. They're right in there. But what I'm really telling you here on that page, the brink of greatness, there's a resource right there that says more on brink thinking can be found here. It's in, it's in red and it's right at the top where the, where the copy is, where it says timeless stories available on podcast below. So right down below there, see that thing more on brink thinking, click that. And if you click that, that link is there. It's a resource. and It'll bring you up a whole page of resources about brink thinking. Uh, the next leap forward. A, this is all my trademark material. This is a, 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 you'll see the graph I created there about how to get to the next leap forward. Uh, you'll see a lot of resources, the, the steps and the uh, various golden rules and the five pivotal life lessons on your rise to greatness. And so anyways, all the resources are there. Enjoy yourself there to, uh, uh, and hopefully I'm hoping some of that will help you out. Well, let me start here with the seven golden rules to arrive at the brink of greatness, okay? And let's do this together. Make some notes as you go along. And again, this is more important right now today than inflation, the, you know, the, 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 the Russia thing, the vaccine. Let's just focus on our lives. Let's focus on being victors. Let's focus on something that's going to give us a return on investment in our own lives. Quality, please, please take the time to do this. Don't, don't go off to the political right now. Stay with me on all of this, okay? So the seven golden rules to arrive at the brink of greatness. Okay, first one you'll see there, your boundaries are 100% self-imposed by you. Be in charge of your own thoughts. So oftentimes we allow outside distractions make our thoughts up. In fact, it's most always. That's why the media and the social media oligarchs are leading so many of the people out there because a lot of people have subscribed. If I could get to our audience right now and get this one point uh, acknowledged and we could get our listeners to achieve this, we could create an avalanche effect all over the nation. If I could get people to really understand these seven golden rules to, if you'll maybe help me do this and get this out there, I don't know. And I'm open to any thoughts you have there. 
Really, I am. You can email me at liberty at americaoutloud.com if you've got some, some ideas and thoughts on how to do this. Happy to see your thoughts, okay? Um, but we, we put, we, you know, we have self, uh, the self-imposed, this, the, the boundaries that we lock ourselves in, kind of inside the box. You've heard that metaphor, which I don't like, by the way, thinking outside the box. Don't like that metaphor because that means you're carrying a box around you in your life. I don't have a box. Don't carry a box with me. Never had have in my life. I've always been an oddball, a unique thinker, uh, a weirdo, whatever you want to call it, um, a brink thinker, <laughs> somebody who doesn't follow along. So I'm not a follower. I'm a leader. So I don't tend to follow. Like, I don't know what others out there do in the news business. I don't really pay attention just from a distance. You know what I mean? I We create a whole new paradigm in America out loud. We're not about copying other people. I don't really care what others are doing. I know what we're doing. That's why it's a different experience at America Out Loud, because it's about details in life and it's different. And I like different. I love different. I love it. That's what Malcolm Out Loud is all about. It's, it's tapping into the uniqueness and the difference in all of us, really. So, so don't allow the boundaries. Don't don't get stuck in that box and don't make it, don't have a box. Think the world is endless. The possibilities out there think in those terms. Okay. I mean, listen, you're blessed. You're gifted. You've been gifted the, the blessings of life. Uh, you know, your belief in God hopefully is there and you're here and you have this amazing life. You're here for as long as we're here on the planet and we want to make it the very best it can be. And the fact I'm talking to you today and you're listening to me, that is a joy. That is a joy of life. And this is what we've got to offer ourselves today. I mean, at some point, we're not going to be here, friends. We're going to have moved on. Our energy will still be here on the planet, but we would have moved on. And that gets into another whole line of talk here. But please understand, we, we need to be blessed in the moment. And it really is. That's another thing. We get lost in time. We're worried about yesterday. A lot of troubles people have as they live in yesterday's world. They live in the past. This is a real problem for people. So they live with regrets. I should have been. I should have done. I could have done. I didn't do. Yeah, and I suck. <laughs> you know, and instead, you can't change any of that. Like I got family members who do that and others, and it's 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 not going to help you out. It's not going to push you forward. It's, there's no projection in life to get you to the next level when you're constantly living in the rearview mirror. You know, I always have a saying, you know, spend 90% of your time in the front window and only 10% in the rearview mirror. Okay. Now, why do I say that? Well, it's, it's good to have, you still have the rearview mirror there. You want to learn from your lessons in the past, but you don't want them to tie you down and overtake your mind. That makes sense? So 90-10, 90% in the front, only 10% allow in the rear view mirror, okay? So if you want to ever so often want to turn over your shoulder and glance to see what the hell you did wrong, and fit, terrific, that's okay. Then you, you see what you did wrong and then you fix it. In other words, we don't want to make the same mistakes twice. In fact, that's the point I call of insanity. The habitual offenders, the people who run around in life and they continue to fall down and scrape their knees all the time. And they like they bang them, like, wow, like <laughs> could have had a V8. <laughs> Do I ever learn a lesson from this? You know, some people don't learn lessons easy. They go back to the same well 
and drink the poison water the second time and the third time and the fourth time and the fifth time. And these people deserve what they get. I mean, sadly, I don't say that with any joy, but you have to break away, people. You can't keep letting that stuff fester around you. You have to move out of that space, okay? You can't change yesterday. You can only change today. That's it. You can't even change tomorrow because it hasn't happened. You can only change today, which leads me to a very important point. One of the lessons I always do in life is I always want to make every moment the greatest it can be. Like as I think of today and I think of, okay, what am I going to do later in the day for dinner with my amazing wife and I said, no, my daughter's in college, as you may know, or not. So she's not here right now. But what are we going to do? I always think about, you know, how do we make this like the best evening? How do we make this like have the best dinner, the best moment or whatever it is? Like, see, that's how I'm always thinking. Like, or, you know, if I'm going to do this thing next, how do we make that the very best it can be? So I think in life, when you look at things that way, you want to create win-wins, It's just, I feel it's a far better way to be in this life. So you're not looking at life through a selfish lens. If you look at it as creating wins, wins with people, but you also want to create this environment that makes it memorable, remarkable, but memorable. Yeah. So I've been in meetings. I've been in key events and things where like, I don't know if you ever do this, where I step out of the room. And I look back almost like you can, like, even when you're with people, like my mind will step out of the room. And then I look back, it's almost like going to 30,000 feet, you see. And I look back into the room and I can actually see what's happening. Is that, have you ever done that? You ever tried that? Like, try it. Like, so you're in this moment. So you're in a moment of time. And sometimes you don't want that moment to go by. You don't want to lose it. You don't want to change it, right? So you get that moment. Maybe I freeze the moment. There are people there. Things are happening, whatever. I literally step out and it's like, I appreciate this moment of time. It's just a moment. And I I praise God for that moment of time. Does that make sense? And there's something special about it. So the desire is to make that dinner, that meeting, that event, that moment as exciting as it can possibly be. That might fellow Americans, is called living in the present. You see, that's living in the present. And that's appreciating that moment of time for everything that it's worth. And I also tell myself, you know, we'll never, this moment will never be able to be repeated again. You know, recently, I had a dinner with some very special, special people. I'll call them Sally and Joe. And that's because their names really are Sally and Joe and very, very dear friends. And they had another friend in who was a mutual friend from another state. And uh, his name was Tom. And Tom was there. Tom had been very sick, had been uh, battling some health issues and really a remarkable man. Uh, NASA scientist, really super sweet guy. And I remember having dinner with him that night and at my friend Sally's house and it was a beautiful evening. And I just captured the moment in my mind, like it was here at the moment, like yesterday. And I thought, you know, I may never be able to repeat this moment again in time. Not, I didn't know if Tom was going to leave us or what would happen or, or, you know, whatever was going to happen that moment. But I thought to have Tom there and Joe and, you know, uh, Tom, I mean, he was an older man and I think he was in his eighties or so. Um, 
maybe he's in his late seventies. I, I, I don't do well with age, um, but I know Joe is in his nineties that I do know. And uh, so I thought, you know, we'll never probably have another moment like this. You know, we may never have another moment like this. How do I appreciate this moment? God, how, ha help me capture the moment. You see, and I still have that moment fresh in my mind. Isn't that cool? You know, just like it was yesterday. Because I, I appreciated that collective moment of those beautiful people and the spirit of what they brought to that evening. Hmm. It's, it sits with me still. So do that in your life. Capture the moments in your life where you can. Appreciate the moment, even when you have a calamity, an event, something disastrous has happened. Don't wallow in victimness. Pull yourself forward and being a victor. And I have a very interesting story I'm going to share with you about this uh, in moments here that I want you to hear. It's one that, wow, I lost everything, including my car that was taken out of my driveway and was down to my luck. And I had to make some very key decisions on what to do in my life. It was, it was a pretty tough moment, friends. I mean, pretty tough moment. I, we've all been there, by the way. There's no uniqueness on having those low points of life. We've all been there. It's how we deal with those low moments that make us winners and champions and helps us with our fourth quarter mojo or our ninth inning mojo. Olympic, Olympic champions. It helps us with all of that, friends. You know, I love being able to talk about life. I love being able to talk about all the things we can do together, but helping people to achieve greatness, the brink of greatness, in fact. Um, this is something that I, I, I much rather talk about this than talk about, you know, the budgets or DC shenanigans or what's going on. But, you know, there is a fact of life that we have to straddle all these things in life, isn't it? Right? I mean, my... My role is as a communicator, as a messenger, is to get the out loud truth out there. And right now, I find our country and our world at a, a point of desperate means right now. And it's pulling people down. It's pulling all of us down. And I don't like it. I don't like it. We need to raise people up again. We need to all find our fourth quarter mojo, okay? We need to help people get to the brink of greatness. We, we need to create win-wins. I hope that you will take this today, and I pray that you will share this message with everybody you know, I, and, the, and that resource on the Brink of Greatness page there, that link I told you, okay? Uh, remember to share all that. That's it, again, back to the AmericaOutloud.com, go into shows, Brink of Greatness, so then you're at the Brink of Greatness page right at the top. More on Brink Thinking can be found here. It's in red. Click that. There's a whole page of resources there. So check that out. But I hope you'll just relish the moment and share this message and tell people that there are brighter days ahead and, and we can control, control it. We don't have to rely on other people and other people that live in faraway lands like Washington, D.C. or Moscow, Russia or somewhere else to control our lives or the supply chain or the inflation thing. All these problems are going to be there, people. It's how we live in our own lives and what we do with it that really, really matters. Okay. Now, I'll tell you that story in just moments here. And I, I want to get back to those seven golden rules. I have a lot to talk about. I, I know we won't get it all in today, but I just had a feeling 
I needed to do this today with you. We'll, we'll see if this was the right move. You'll let me know, I hope. Uh, uh, please do let me know if you enjoyed this and if this was time well spent, okay? I really want to hear from you on this one, please. Liberty at americaoutloud.com, and I will get that. I really want to hear from you. Tell me your thoughts, if you love it, or put it out on social media, whatever you got to do, okay? Please, and let us know. I really want to hear from you. This is something that I'm very passionate about, this kind of thing today. Um, friends, I'll just take a quick moment to tell you to, uh, it's a beautiful thing, healthycell.com. Uh, I love life. I love living life. I love having a, a, a really healthy immune system. Um, we got to do all the things we can do. We got to help each other out. We got to share the positive news. And I want to share with you now, Healthy Cell. Uh, I've been taking it for four years. You know that. You hear uh, others. You hear Paul Engel, our constitutional expert on the platform, talk about it. You hear Robin Andrew after dark talk about it. You hear Dr. Peter McCullough, all friends of mine, all fantastic people uh, talk about this. It's a great product. So they have gel form. If you don't like pills, they have gel form. So it's fantastic. And the thing about gel, it gets absorbed in your body quick, the nutraceuticals there. So it's fantastic. I don't have a problem with pills. I take both. I'm whatever works. I'm, I'm, I'm on it because I need, I'm, I'm a guy full of energy, but I want to maintain that energy. I want to build on my energy. I want to get the best out of life, you know? And so I take the multi, uh, daily, uh, with healthy cell and I take AM PM that's in pill form the AM PM but they also I take focus every day focus helps our brains helps, especially with COVID it helps for clarity uh, it helps sharpen your focus so that's gel form just so like an orange, orange tangerine chase I put it you can take it right out of the package some people take it I put mine in a little water a few ounces of water because I take the other pills I take the AM PM with that you see how that works and it works out fantastic anyways they have REM sleep as well helps you with a commerce sleep. I don't take that every night now to be real, real with you, but I'll take that once or two. If I really need a restful night, I will take that and just chill, Malcolm, chill. If I don't need to get up in a panic sweat at five in the morning, you know, like, okay, you got to chill now. I know when my body tells me, you know what I mean? Like you, like you got to do that. You know, all our listeners get 20% off that first order with the code out loud or just click the banner ad back at americaoutloud.com. So I encourage you to do that. A lot of exciting things going on on the platform. We're happy to share it all with you and, uh, and, and you know, succeed, create win-wins. That's what we're here for, my fellow Americans. So, hey, let's take a quick pause, but join me on the other side. I've got that story and these seven golden rules to share with you. It's Malcolm Out Loud here. You're listening to the voice of a nation. Listen to Malcolm, the voice of a nation on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android or Alexa. Because of COVID-19, many Americans worry about their health four times a day. That's 112 times per month. But by simply keeping our immune system strong, we can stay healthy and put our worries at ease. One little known way to do this is by taking AC11, a patented supplement from a plant in the Amazon rainforest. Studied for over 20 years and backed by over 40 scientific peer-reviewed studies, taking AC11 has been proven to extend the life of immune cells called leukocytes, allowing you to boost immunity naturally. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of AC11. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. 
I'm excited to talk about a new product from Healthy Cell, AC11. This is a patented bioactive extract of Uncaria tomentosa from the Amazon rainforest. It supports cell DNA repair and health span. It's a dietary supplement. I'm excited to try it. Many are interested in longevity and attenuation of senescence. We know that telomere length and other uh, biologic measures are related to senescence in uh, 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 clinical and uh, preclinical studies, particularly of animal models. And I can tell you as a doctor, dietary supplements do hold the promise of attenuating repair and damage in our body due to stress, physical wear and tear, sunlight, etc. And there's a tremendous opportunity for supplements to help us in this area. And so Healthy Cell has brought a product to market for you to try as part of your health portfolio. So please go to HealthyCell.com and in the promotional code, list out loud for 20% off your first purchase of products from Healthy Cell. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. As Americans, we seek to form a more perfect union. To paraphrase Abraham Lincoln, we are a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. And God willing, we shall not perish from the earth. AmericaOutloud.com Liberty and justice for all. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at libertyatamericaoutloud.com. Libertyatamericaoutloud.com. Welcome back to the voice of a nation. It is Malcolm Outloud here, yours truly. I'm excited today to be talking to you about, well, this brink of greatness, fourth quarter mojo, our ninth inning success, being a, a, an Olympic champion. Yeah, we're not talking about Russia today. We're not talking about the supply chain, catastrophe, inflation, all the negative things in life that are pulling us down. Too many people are being pulled down and we're living in the past. And you know what? We need to stop it and we need to take control of our lives. So I really felt compelled to do this today. And I, I hope you get so much out of this. I'd be thrilled if this sets you on your way to have some success ahead, you would this you would bless me with that. This would be a huge blessing. I'd love to hear those stories. Believe me, I hope you'll share them with me. Liberty at americaoutloud.com and I'll get those in here, okay? Uh, so before I give you this story, and it's an incredible story, I, I wanna get, let me give you these seven golden rules so we don't get off the wagon here too far, please, to arrive at the brink of greatness, because this is important stuff and we need to make sure we get the goods in here. So I said, number one, your boundaries are 100% self-imposed by you. Be in charge of your thoughts. Don't let other people tell you what you can and can't do, okay? It's you that needs to decide that in your life. Number two, uh, the second golden rule, never settle for an average idea. Be exceptional and bold in your thinking and desires. So this is a fact where you, you want to, when I say, you know, average idea, be exceptional, bold. So I always push the, you want to, to, get, to get one more. You want to push it forward. Don't live inside the box. Don't have a box in your life. Don't say, I'm thinking outside the box. 
when people say that, kind of chuckle and say, I don't have a box in my life, so I don't need to think outside of the box because it doesn't exist. That's how I am. So, uh, yeah, you can call me whatever, odd, weird, uh, unique, uh, strange, brilliant, whatever it is, I'm a, I'm a brink thinker. You see, I live on the brink of greatness, and I hope you will live there as well. It's a great place to be. Uh, number three, don't follow lead. See, now our country is full of too many followers, too many sheeple. They're listening to the media. They're listening to the social media. They're listening to the political class, the oligarchs, the rest of them. So these people are following and they're following the Pied Piper right off the edge. And that's part of the problem we're having with our country. It actually is the problem we're having with our country. So this is where this kind of crosses into other lines of our life, political lines, social lines. So you want to lead. You want to find alternative methods to break through the clutter, my friends. So there's always, what do they say? Always more than one way to skin a cat, right? Is that what they say? Well, that's what it is here. There are many ways to achieve the ultimate goal. If you can't get it that way, this is called determination. Find another way to do it. That doesn't work. Find another way. So stay determined. That's how people get to the Olympic gold medal status. That's how they get the fourth quarter mojo. They find a way to get it done. They didn't get it that way. Didn't go down. Couldn't run it. We'll pass it. Couldn't pass it. We'll do this over here. We'll go back. We'll do a special play. There's always a way to get it done. And you got to look at that. Every problem has an answer. You have to find it. And, and sometimes you have to find different methods. So you want to find alternative methods to break through the clutter, okay, to get to the brink of greatness. The fourth golden rule, question everything. Now, this is really cool. You want to question the obvious and the not so obvious. So here's what I would say. When you're looking at a particular problem or something in your life, you want to look at the not so obvious. So you want to ask like, what if? Well, what if I did it this particular way? How come? How come that's done that way? Why don't they ever try to do it this way? Uh, I actually do a lot of this in political talk with you in circles when I always, you know how I always look at a problem like 360 or even when I get have a guest on, I'll ask questions. They think I'm thinking that way or I believe on that, but I don't. I look at the problem as three on a, on a 360 way, not just 180. I look at the whole problem and I want to look at all sides. That's why I love bringing different perspectives and political ideologies to the table to have a conversation, you know, not to be smart or, uh, you know, nasty with each other, but to find the answers and, and what I would say, the diversity of opinion, diversity of thought. That's a beautiful American deal. I love it. Love it. Love it. So how come maybe, just maybe if I try it this way, that might work. So question everything around you. That's the fourth golden rule. Okay. Number five, uniqueness is the golden rule. And there it is here, my friends. If everyone else is doing it, then don't. You know, there was a, there was, remember the old saying there, if it ain't broke, don't break it. I do not. It's another one. I don't like those uh, those metaphors. So, yeah, don't like it. Don't like it. My my message in life, and always has been this way, even in the corporate boardrooms, was if if it ain't broke, break it. That was that's always been my golden rule. If it ain't broke, break it. See, that's where genius actually lives, resides. That's where the best innovations come from. Like historically, you look at all the people that have created some of the greatest inventions that you and I are enjoying today. It was because they broke it. It wasn't necessarily broken, but they broke it. So if it ain't broke, break it. 
And so don't, if it ain't broke, you know, don't fix it. That whole thing, me thinking that, you know, that's the status quo. That's complacency. Complacency is a human ailment. It's not going to get us anywhere. Okay. All right. So that's golden rule number four. Um, Golden rule number five, rather, that one was, okay? Golden rule number six, don't panic when the idea seems absurd. Hmm? Absurdity is actually oxygen for high flyers, right? So that, so sometimes it really gets out there and you think, well, like even where I'm at in my life today, it's a bit absurd that I could have done this in five years that we've built this mega network and this mega platform, like, why? How? Like, I don't really have any other beyond special talent than you have. I mean, you know, and I wasn't born with a silver spoon. I was born in a lower middle class family with I had seven brothers and sisters and had to fight for everything. So I it was, you know, I didn't have anything given to me. I didn't come from royalty. Now, I thought I should have come from royalty as a young lad, but I surely didn't, I assure you. So how did I do that? Well, it's it is a bit absurd. We can achieve and accomplish anything we wish to achieve and accomplish in our lives, my fellow Americans and our citizens around the world. I know we have a lot of friends in Australia who listen, a lot of friends in Europe. So I want to always include that. Okay. Uh, so I, I love it. One big family, a lot of cool people out there. So again, absurdity is oxygen for high flyers. That's golden rule number six. Number seven, persistency. Take your ideas to the next level thinking. So you have to be persistent. That's the measure of all of this. You can never quit. You have to, you can't give in. You have to take your idea to the next level thinking all the way to the brink of greatness. Those seven golden rules are all on that link I told you about. And you'll find a lot more details on there. There's five under the seven golden rules, by the way, there's five pivotal life lessons on your rise to greatness, which I think will be helpful to you. There's a lot of tips and ideas there, and I'm happy to share that with you. And I'm prayerful that it will encourage you to achieve some things in your life. Again, shows in the nav bar, go to shows in the nav bar, brink of greatness. You get to that page in the red, you'll see that little type more on brink thinking can be found here. That's where that I call it the cheat sheet. Okay. And there's just different things I've put in there. That's been there right along. It's the first time I'm actually telling anybody about it or giving it out actually is just today. So there's, this is just to help you. This is just to help our fellow citizens to achieve great things. Uh, now, you know, there's a lot of other things on there. Like there's the six stages to get to the brink, uh, you know, that um, will help you as well on that page I just told you about. And it'll, it'll talk about the decisions we make, uh, achieving the impossible. Details matter. Life is about details. I'll talk to you more about that another day sometime, okay? Uh, and it'll give you the whole story about brain thinking. Now, I want to tell you about that story I, that I must share with you here and that I was telling you about. And uh, it was a time when I was a very young man, so I didn't have the experience. And that's one thing in life. When we don't have the experience, we're, we're prone to, uh, you know, screw up, <laughs> fall down and scrape our knees a few times. And we have to learn how to get up and how to not repeat the same problem, how to look at things differently. I learned a lot of that as a young man. Now, remember, my, um, I... So my wife and I were living in a, a house and had um, young, young uh, children. Maybe these were like in like the, what do you call it? The high chair, you know, when the little kids are in the high chair. 
I remember when I talk about the high chair and they usually have like food all over their face or something like you give them spaghetti and they got to like wear like a mustache of some sort, you know. And um, so I remember that we're living there and I come out to get in my car and, and we, we, I was going through some tough times, right? very difficult times, a young lad. And whatever was going on, I'd lost a job, things had happened. And I was selling some things door to door and it's just starting to make some money and what have you. But so I come outside into my driveway to get into my car, but my car is not there. And like it was, and it was well, cars, pretty new cars, about a year and a half old, small car, you know, whatever, some General Motors brand that it was, nothing fancy, you know. And, um, but, uh, so I thought, oh my God, somebody stole my car. I said, I can't believe it. I said, I can't, I break from the driveway. Like, so I go in and I tell my wife, I said, somebody stole my car. I said, it's gone. I said, you're kidding me. And I, I started to panic and I called the police and this, then I started thinking. And then I realized, oh my golly. Well, I didn't make the payment. <laughs> I didn't make the payment for the car. And it, I didn't make, and so I failed to make the payment is what it, I then understood. And I contacted the car company to find out that, yeah, and not only did I not make the payment, but I didn't make the second payment. And, and so I missed that one as well. And I didn't make the third payment. Now, you know what happens when you miss three payments? Exactly. Well, the creditor doesn't like it. And they will pick up that possession fairly quickly. Now, I didn't know they were coming that day, uh, surely. And so I lost the car as a young lad. And so they called it, they repossessed the car from the driveway. Well, it was a pretty sad moment. I was a bit embarrassed by it, of course. More so, I was humiliated that I had put my wife and the children through that. And I felt like, what a schmuck, you know, really. And so uh, what I did, is, and I had the sad part about it, my friends, is I had the money to make the payment at that point. It could have even stopped that off had I known that was happening and, you know, had a moment not like I was saving it for some special thing, but, but it was just stupid. I failed to make the payment and had the money to make the payments. I could have made a couple of those payments, but I, I just didn't get to it in time because I was starting to make money selling door to door, all of this stuff, you know, that's what happened. So it's my own fault. In other words, you can't blame this on the car company. Can't blame it on the neighbors. Can't blame it on the wife and the kids. Can't blame it on anybody. I blame it on myself. Okay. So sure. It was a lesson in life. I will never forget to make the payment again, by the way. Okay. And so I went in to the, uh, so I'm going to go into the house and we discovered this and my wife and I said, Oh, I said, I feel horrible. And she knew, and you know, she felt bad as well. She looked at me and she knew I was pretty depleted and, and she didn't layer it on like some people might. She was pretty, uh, she's a very compassionate woman. And she knew I had screwed up. And she had done better. She also knew we were struggling pretty bad, but there was no excuse not to have made the payment. It was my fault, obviously. And so what I decided to do at that point, I thought, you know, sometimes you get this moment of defeat or this moment of something. And I thought, oh man, I was pretty beat up. I was like, what am I going to do? You know? And so, you know what I did? I decided at that moment, uh, here's what I'm going to do. Now the car was already gone. And I couldn't do anything about it, you know? So I went ahead and I said, I got to get everything. I got to move into a position of winning again. I was starting to make money. So I say, sell on these things. So I, I had to keep going with that. So I, I went ahead and I uh, called and got a rental car. 
I got a call and rental car. And then I went ahead and made a reservation that evening for dinner. And you, now you may look at this differently. You may like this. You may not like it. I don't know. And I took my wife and my little children for dinner to celebrate life. And that's what we did that evening. We celebrated life. Uh, at, a, at a place, it wasn't an expensive place, but it was a place just the same restaurant. And we celebrated life at that moment. We celebrated the fact that what well, we're alive, we're here. Yeah, I lost the car. I did some stupid things and then had to deal with the car company, make payments, what have you. In the meantime, I got back on my feet in short order. It was just months later because I was determined. I was determined to get to the brink of greatness. I was determined to succeed. And I was determined to, uh, to be accountable to myself, right? And to, to God Almighty for, you know, my failures at that point. And so I took, uh, took possession of whatever, you know, that, that, uh, that truth. And, um, and just wanted to, you know, just take a moment at that dinner and just, uh, you know, just, again, what I say earlier to you in the program, take a moment to always cherish the moments. That's a moment I'll always cherish. The fact that they took the car to the driveway is, is a cherishable moment because of my stupidity. And the fact of celebrating that evening with my wife and kids that, you know, that there was going to be a tomorrow, that it would be better. It would be okay. And so that's pulling victory from the jaws of defeat, I would suggest to you. I felt like an Olympic champion that night, you, you'd think, you know, you know, I felt good. And I went on to do great things in the days after and the weeks after, by the way, with that attitude. Now, I had no, can't tell you why I had that attitude. I don't have a special reason other than I knew this was the way to go. And I knew I needed to get to the brink of greatness. And I knew being a victim was not going to get me there. And so I took this other path forward. So my fellow Americans, there's always a will and a way to get there. And there's a lot of tips and ideas on how to do that. You know, in Brink Thinking, I, I say this, uh, is, uh, I sum it up this way. The world is in need of a new generation of leaders, leaders who have the courage to break through the boundaries and question everything around them. Society is yearning for bold and enthusiastic women and men to provide the necessary leadership that will be required for the next leap forward. Let's all get to the brink of greatness. This is Malcolm Outbound here. It's time to get involved and get loud.